Welcome to the Crafting Your Craft podcast. I am your host, Justin Cartwright, and today we're going to be discussing the differences between creativity and creative skill. The craft that God gave you might look different than the craft that he gave me. All of our gifts are different, but my goal is to encourage you to innovate and steward your craft because that honors God. I hope you enjoy today's episode. So what's the difference between creativity and creative skill? Um, most people will be like, there's a difference. And honestly, the first time I I heard about it, I was like, there is, really? There's actually a difference. And um, I was like, what? This is kind of mind-blowing, you know? Because you think about creativity and you're like, yeah, that's, that's a concept. And you think about creative skill and you're like, what's the difference? There can't be a difference. What would it be? You know? And that was my mind. So if you're in the same boat right now, let me walk you through it because it's crazy. But there's not only a difference, there's a correlation between the two. And they work together and they're actually kind of relying on each other um, to be able to innovate and craft your craft and the thing that God has blessed you with, the gift that he has blessed you with to um, equip the people of God and honor him, praise him and worship him as well as evangelize and minister to people that need it most. So I'm going to start with the verse that is the theme verse of this podcast. And it kind of wraps the idea that creativity and creative skill are both God-given. So let's, let's open our real Bibles. Yes, on this podcast, we open real Bibles with the actual pages. Hear that? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about real pages not no bible app real paper but uh yeah so um if you're in your bibles or you just want to listen to me read it um we're in exodus 35 verse 35 it says the lord has given them special skills as engravers designers embroiderers in blue purple and scarlet thread on fine linen cloth and weavers. They excel as craftsmen and as designers. They excel as craftsmen and as designers. So the Lord has given each of us a gift. And that's the main gist of this podcast, is that we're all a recipient of a gift that God has blessed us with, specifically to edify his church and to be a witness and a light to the people around us that don't know Jesus yet. So why would God give us these skills? We don't deserve anything more. Think about it. He went to the cross. He paid for our sins. He rose again on that third day and he decided to give us life through that. So why why are we getting gifts along with that? That's the greatest gift ever given. Why do we need any more gifts? And If you're thinking that, you're in the same boat as me. It doesn't make any sense. And that's the the really, really special, amazing, wonderful thing about God is that he doesn't make sense and that's why he's God. Because think about it, if God made sense to us, he wouldn't be God because he's almighty, he's all-powerful, he's all-knowing. We can't wrap our minds around him. 
So really, why would God give us these skills? We don't know other than it's our job to glorify him with them because he's given us, given them to us. He decided to adopt us into his family and then follow that up with a gift and be like, here, here's a tool. Here's a special, special gift. Here's a tool that you can use to glorify me as well as be a minister to the people around you in your life. Think about it. There's Christians all over the world and every gift is unique. The concept that I'm going for is not that God has given you a gift of, say, generically evangelism or generically missionary work or generically ministry in the sense of pastoral ministry or worship ministry. I'm more saying that God has given you a specific gift and a passion that you are just lit on fire to do for him. For me, the main thing I'll be talking about and referring to throughout this podcast is music. For those of you who don't know, I'm a drummer. I've been playing in worship for over 11 years and it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, Not because I like hitting things. I mean, think about it. Hitting things, it's great. You know, you get to slam on stuff and it glorifies God at the same time. And it's not obnoxious at all. It's amazing. I love drums. The past four years as well, I've been picking up music production. I'm very confident that it is a gift that God has blessed me with. I'm not that great at it. I'm still learning. And I'm going to be learning for a long time. So why why do I think it's a gift of mine? Because it's a passion. Whenever I do it, whenever I'm producing a song or writing a song, I just feel so overjoyed to do it. It's not just a circumstantial happiness. It's a it's a joy that's coming from the Lord to do it and to love it and to do it for him. And I like to write and produce instrumental music and I'll often um come up with like a melody line or like a progression and I'll build off of that with a melody line or or vice versa. And when I do that or when I'm making a song like that, I often have way more trouble crafting sounds crafting melodies and just finishing the song i just have way more trouble doing that when it's not a worship song it's just so much easier and it makes more sense because i just feel like that's my passion and i just love making music that glorifies god and going back to my idea that i was discussing it's like god decided to adopt you into his family he decided to let you into his family Before the foundation of the world, he knew that you, you would be called. You would be part of his family. And then he gave you a gift. He was like, here, son, daughter, you're mine. Now take this gift and glorify me with it. Evangelize, spread the gospel. And how special is that how crazy is that that gets me so excited gets me fired up because god is so awesome he oh man it just gets me so fired up anyway i said that this gift and i mentioned that this gift that god has given you and given me we're meant to glorify him with it so if we think back into genesis 
why did God create mankind? Um, Genesis says that God created mankind to glorify him and worship him forever. And that includes how we act, how we talk, how, everything, how we carry ourselves, how we present ourselves, all of these things. But it also is talking about our gifts and mentioning that God has placed these gifts in our lives to lift up his holy name. It's that simple and it's that powerful and that's super cool and I love it. Every time I think about my, the gifts that God has given me and the gifts that God has blessed me with, I just think about like, I go straight like to gratitude and thankfulness. Like I couldn't, how am I supposed to do this without God? You know, I can't imagine, literally, I can't imagine a life without him. It seems so pointless and it's so sad that there's so many people walking in it. And that fact right there that there's so many people walking in a life without God and it seems so pointless to me, that gets me fired up to do my gift even more. And it should fire you up too because it's every single, at the heart of every single gift that God gives out is God's glory and evangelism to others and spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. And that's just so powerful to me and it's so cool. So I just mentioned the word glory. It's kind of a big word. It does, it's not a big word in letters, but it's kind of a, like, what is God's glory? Whatever God has shown himself to you through. And for us believers, it should be his creation, things like that. Like when we look at the, the birds of the air and the trees and the mountains and the ocean and the beach and the snow and when we look at, all these creation elements that God created and put it in our universe and on our earth for us to be reminded of him. And it's just so cool. And that's God's glory available for us to see every day and be reminded of. And in the sunrise, how many of you love to just look at a sunrise? I might sound weird for this, but like sunrises and sunsets are kind of dope. Like all the colors and everything, I'm colorblind, by the way, so I can't really see them like everybody else sees them. But even to me, they're dope. And I love looking at sunrises and sunsets because they're just so cool. Literally, I wrote this down in my notes because it's, it's so powerful. God's house is full of glory and masterful handiwork. Everything God does is beautiful. Everything God does is perfect. And that's how our gifts are meant to be beautiful, beautiful to him, beautiful to others, and perfect and masterful. And we're supposed to pursue them because that glorifies him. And that's just so cool. And I just brought up God's house. Now, where's God's house? God's house is in heaven, right? The pattern of heaven. So this might be a new concept to some of you. I learned from my pastor, Pastor Seth, that the pattern and model of heaven is meant to be replicated here. And our gifts are, are no exception to that. Like the glory of God, the pattern of the glory of God in heaven is here in our midst, right here. And our gifts are no exception to that. They are the glory of God. 
man, I was just thinking just a second ago about the complexity of a human being. Think about your body. Think about how complex it is. Like, just think about our eyes for a second. I don't know anything about eyes, by the way. I just was just thinking about a specific really complex body part, though our bodies are super complex. Think about your eyes for a second. How unique are they? They're so unique that we still haven't replicated them with a camera yet. Because you just can. The amount of detail and perfection and thought and time and creativity that went into God crafting an eye. I know this sounds weird, but just think about it. It's so powerful. It's God's glory. It's God's glory right here in front of our eyes. On that same thought, one of our obligations as believers is to fill the earth with the glory of God. And how do we do that? We can do this through our craft and through the thing that God has blessed us with to glorify him. So how do we do this through our craft? First, through the quality of our work. Now, what is quality? Quality is working for the Lord. Quality is working with your whole heart. Quality is not working for imperfect humans. We're all so imperfect. Like, seriously, bad. There's not one exception besides Jesus Christ that ever walked this earth that was an exception to the sin that so deeply entangles our lives. Quality is not working for those imperfect humans. Quality is working for the Lord and honoring him with that. So how else do we do this through our craft? I said quality, also effort. Now what is effort in the work that we do to create and innovate our craft? Not giving up. The craft that God has blessed you with and the craft that God has blessed me with, I'm not perfect at it. I'm not perfect at innovating it. I'm not perfect at working at it and getting better at it. Trust me, there's weeks that I don't even play my drums at all. I'm with you. I'm not perfect. But never give up because you'll be working at your craft until the day you die. And you just got to keep working and pushing because you never know how God is going to use it. And just being the absolute best at your craft that you can be. It's not a competition between others. I could be wrong about this, but what I think, in, especially in the Christian music space, is that it's a competition too often. I feel like, oh, you got the gig because you're better as a musician. Or, oh, you got the gig because of this. Or, oh, they picked you as a, as a drummer or electric guitar player because you're better. Or, and we see it as a competition. But I think it should be about the heart. So just continuing to push forward and work and innovate. That's my favorite word, by the way, innovate. If you know me, I say that word a lot, I think. One time at church, I came up with this one uh, groove that I wanted to do. I forget what song it was for. Uh, we did a medley of Hymn of Heaven and Son of Suffering. And so I was trying to be innovative and I wanted to put the, um, the Son of Suffering verse part with like the kick 
like the mm, 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 into the um hymn of heaven into the verse because we weren't doing the verses of son of suffering so i just was trying to innovate you know and it didn't really work out it didn't sound right so um so our music director rob he was like so that doesn't really work we should just try the original groove and i think that might work better and at first i was like no i was just trying to innovate like come on no 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 but um anyway little side story um anyway it ended up working better i i agree with him and when i played it and i was like oh yeah that works better anyway so that was a little side story my favorite word innovate i love that word i'm gonna be using it a lot on here so i hope you get used to it i hope you start to love it too so what else is effort in our work going over and beyond somebody asks you to do something this is just common knowledge i think i hope I, I don't know about our culture today but i hope just try and just shoot for the stars like just keep going i'm not perfect at it if you feel like you're not don't worry i'm in the same boat but always try always try to keep that on your mind don't put a half effort into anything just just work for it do the best you can and that's especially important with your craft go beyond go go so far above just keep working until completion which is until god says this is your last and you don't know when that is so just keep working hard um and surpassing expectation i think this goes hand in hand with the second one but for this what i want to say is that for this one i want to say that crafting your craft assumes goals and expectations not for other people on you while that will help if you have somebody that can say i'm going to keep you accountable that you're doing rudiments every day or i want to keep you accountable that you are whatever it is that's super important but you should also have own your own goals for yourself just sets of goals that can help you become better at what you do for the lord and that's what i mean by expectation surpassing that just keep going past those goals and keep barging through them and making new goals and be like yes let's go we're going somewhere you know um anyway so effort quality these are things that help us innovate our craft to fill the earth with the glory of god but there's one more improvements this goes with the goals and the expectations thing but i feel like it's really important to to really talk about seeking improvement in your work is important because it helps you to build on the gift that god has blessed you with it's simple that's called being a good steward of what god has given you i love that word too stewardship is such an important part of your craft when god gives you these gifts it's it honors him it honors him to innovate and craft and work and get better and better and better at him because that's being a good steward of what he's blessed you with so i want to pull up another bible verse and this has to do with the improvements that we seek this bible verse is very fitting i almost use this for this might even become the podcast theme verse but i thought it was just really good and i almost used it maybe we'll make it it's proverbs 22 verse 29 
Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. So when I first read this verse, I was like, whoa, mind-blowing. So I looked up some of the keywords in the Greek in this verse. Keywords I looked up were skillful, work, stand, kings, and obscure. So skilled means to be prompt or ready. Work is workmanship or service. Stand is place or present yourself. Kings, important, valuable people. And obscure is insignificant. So I'm going to read this verse one more time. And I'm going to place these words in where the original words were and read it to you. Do you see a man prompt in his service? He will present himself before powerful and important people. He will not stand before insignificant men. He will not stand before insignificant men. And I was, as I was thinking about this, I was like, this verse could be interpreted in a couple different ways. And one way that it could be interpreted is that we're trying to impress or prove ourselves to people on this earth. And I never want that to be the idea or the concept. It's not about us and how we look in front of these people on our earth. That's why it uses the word skilled. Because creative skill, back to the title, creative skill is earned. Creativity is the gift. I'm going to say that again. Creative skill is earned, but creativity is the gift. Skill, God can bless you with the creativity or the ideas or for me, to be able to play drums, God obviously blessed me with rhythm. Some people just don't have it. And there's things that other people have gifts in that I just don't have and I could never do. I admire those people because that's a gift that God blessed them with. And it's super cool because we get to work together to serve the kingdom. And so that's why he used the word skill. Because skill is earned through work and through effort. And the idea of this verse is that nobody wants to stand before an insignificant person. People strive and people dream and people look to meet these famous people. Like, think about it. Like, how many people, how many people want to meet these really famous celebrities in our world? How many people want to meet Tom Brady? A lot of people want to meet him. How many people want to meet Steph Curry, people like this, like sports athletes. It doesn't even have to be sports athletes. How many people want to meet these celebrity figures, but they don't want to do anything to get there? But think about it. It's low-key a concept. It's low-key the concept in this verse. That most people don't meet these big people and these big-name people because they're skilled in the work that they do. A basketball player, a football player, whatever, they're skilled in the work that they do because they worked hard very very hard countless hours countless repetitions just time and time and time and time again just working and trying to make their skill great and this verse just explains that that honestly they don't we we rarely meet celebrities because our world uses this concept, this verse, in a different way, in, the, in almost the wrong way. 
that those people can only be around the rich, the big people, the big name people, or just the people that are super significant and super important in our world because they are significant. They stand before kings or important about valuable people in our world. So in that sense, it proves this verse right. But the real meaning behind this verse is that we need to strive after skill in our craft. Being diligent in your work, being efficient. What are some other words that I used? The quality and the effort in your work. All of these things make for a higher success rate than if you were just irresponsible about it. Being consistent and constantly working after something Think about it every day. If you do something for every day for 10 years, how much better are you going to be at it than somebody that was inconsistent for those 10 years? Maybe worked an hour a week in it, but it was one day. I've heard that said too, that consistency, even if it's five minutes a day, that's better than one time a week for an hour because your body, it's muscle memory. It's constantly going and it's good for you. So on this concept of working for skill and trying to get better at your craft, it's also known as the sowing and reaping method. Um, I'm sure you know it. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's Newton's third law. I was talking to one of my friends about building your skill before I started this, and he showed me a quote by Luke Belmar. He said, A farmer who curses at the soil because it yields no harvest is a fool because he didn't plant any seeds. Just think about that for a second. If if you don't plant any seeds or give any effort into what you're doing or any time into your skill, you're never going to be skilled because for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So let's go back to the Bible. My paperback. Actually, it's not a paperback. It's a leather bound, but it's paper. I promise. So skill doesn't just come Naturally, creative skill is something you have to earn. Going back to this verse, Proverbs 22, verse 29. Choose not to chase success. Look to perfect and innovate your craft because that glorifies God. The world glorifies success. The world's going to do anything it can to lift up success. Why do you think the Super Bowl is so big? Why do you think the Grammys are so big? Because the world is going to keep glorifying success, human success. But what God glorifies is humility. He wants a humble heart. He wants a servant that's going to sit in his bedroom and he's going to pray and he's going to read his Bible and he's going to spend time with the Lord. And then he's going to finish that time with the Lord and he's going to go straight to his craft and he's going to work hard to make it it better that's what god honors a humble heart that just wants to serve the lord it's not about us it can't be about us it can never be about us if it was about us a lot of things would be really bad really really bad i promise it would not be good i know this isn't always easy and practical honestly we're imperfect it's something that we have to remind ourselves of. And again, these things are not easy to do. It's not something that comes naturally. Even as a believer, humility is 
the opposite of what this world trains us to be. So it's hard. But continue to pursue God because he will give you a heart of humility. And I want to wrap up this conversation in time with you talking about stewardship. God not only gave us his son to die for us, he not only gave us a gift, a craft that we are to innovate, he also gave us hands, feet, a mind, and a heart to love him. So think about it. How are we glorifying God with all of these things? Every calorie that you burn throughout the day, it's important to remind yourself to make sure that that calorie was used to glorify God. Whatever you said, whatever you did, whatever you, however you moved, whatever you, whatever you thought about, glorifying God. Glorify God with your time. This is not an easy concept in our world. Our phones are a distraction. Let's just face it. Let's be real. It's they're to, they're to distraction, and that's what they're meant to be. So using your time to craft your skill and be a good steward of it in that sense is so powerful. And it honestly can change your whole life, and it can make you so much better at the gift that God has blessed you with. This is not traditional, but I'm going to finish this by giving you the definitions of creativity and creative skill. Usually you would think that I would start with it, but I wanted to talk about it and then just hit you with them at the end. So here you go. Creativity is using your mind to form innovative ideas per your craft. Creative skill is knowing and understanding how to easily Put your innovative ideas into action. So creativity is God-given because God gave you your mind, God gave you the heart, and God gave you the passion for the, the gift and the craft that he gave you. And he also gave, give you, gives you the concept and he, he gave me rhythm. He allowed me to have rhythm because I'm a drummer. And that was that's a mind thing. There's people that, that just don't have rhythm and just can't do it. And he blessed me with that. And I'm so grateful for that. But your mind is so, so valuable to God. And he has crafted your brain to suit your craft. He knew your craft before you even knew yourself. And he made your brain and he gave you passions and desires to totally, totally, totally love the craft that he has blessed you with. So that's creativity, using your mind to form innovative ideas. Creative skill is how to put those ideas into action. Now this is why creative skill is earned with time because you have to give yourself to it. You have to work for it. You have to you have to give time to it. Because I think about music production for me if I listen to one of my first songs, I guarantee one of my first songs, I had the ideas in my mind. I had the concepts in my mind that I wanted to put on paper, put into the doll, put it into the software and make it happen for the song. I had those ideas. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, but I didn't have the skill to take it from my mind and paint it out into the song. 
And I'm still learning. I'm still going to be growing in that for a long time, maybe until I die. That's just something that I'm constantly going to be growing and working on and learning in. How to paint the picture that's in your mind. And that's one of the hardest things ever. That's one of the hardest things to do. That's why painters are so like, when you look at their paintings, you're just like, wow. Because they had that concept in their mind. They were able to actually totally make that and replicate what was in their mind. And so that's why skill takes time because creative skill is earned. Creativity is gifted. And I hope that's what you take away from this podcast. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you in the next one. Hey friends, make sure to leave a review, drop a comment if you feel like it, and maybe share what you learned or what God showed you through this episode. I would love to hear it. Thanks for tuning in.